In this podcast episode, I'm going to answer your questions on growing your business. Coming up. Good morning, good day, good afternoon. Thank you for joining in on another podcast episode here. In this one, I'm just going to take your questions through Instagram, uh, uh, email, YouTube comments, and answer them right here. So if you want your questions answered, there's no like real specific way. It's just you at some point send me a message or a comment. And if it's a good enough question, I will queue it up at some point and I'll answer it. Sometimes it'll just be here on a podcast episode. Sometimes I'll make a dedicated video to it. I don't know. But if you want your questions answered, just send them to me. And at some point I'll try to get to it if it's a good enough question to address. Um, and before we get started on January 15th, which is next Friday, or which is uh, a Friday, um, I'll be opening up enrollments into detailing as a business, my online course. I think this will be the last time that we have it at this price point, And then we're going to raise it up again because I will be adding more stuff to it, which will increase the value and such. So what have you? So Friday the 15th, I'll be opening up enrollments. Be on the lookout if you're on the email list or on Instagram, you'll be um, given the heads up there. So. All I'm going to do is going to go through these questions, answer them, go to the next question, answer them, go to the next question, answer them, so on and so forth. So we'll be talking about uh, pricing, about um, dealership, about a bunch of, just a bunch of things we'll be covering in this podcast episode. So first question, there are no specific order. I just kind of picked and choose at random. Um, I'm scared of spending too much time on customers' vehicles on things they won't even notice. How do you avoid that? So this is a good question because as a detailer, especially when you're first starting off, you get very into the weeds of trying to chase down every single little scratch, blemish, um, imperfection that you can. And when you are first getting started, and this can really be applicable at any point in your business and career, right? Like wherever you are in your in your detailing phase. But I see this especially in the beginning phase to where you think that whatever little blemish, scratch, imperfection is not removed or reduced, that will impact the customer's perception on the value or the results that you're generating for the customer, and they won't be happy, and they won't pay your prices, and they won't call you back, and they'll leave you a better view, and just this cascading effect of things that might happen if you don't try to produce perfection. So when you're working on a customer's vehicle, it is imperative that you clarify and communicate what's going to be achieved before you start working on the vehicle. That's probably the biggest thing about it. If you are doing pain correction, right, you have to clarify, is this going to be set, like, you know, roughly 60%, 75%, 85%, 90%, 100% swirl-free finish, or not, or you know, just what are the results that you're gonna get? Because if you if you clarify and communicate that, hey, like this is gonna be an all-in-one, right? Uh, all-in-one meaning it's gonna remove a light layer, like a very light layer of swords and scratches, and protect it at the same time. Then when you do the all-in-one step on the paint, and there's still plenty of swords and scratches, well, that's fine because the job of the all-in-one wasn't to do heavy correction, heavy polishing, and heavy swirl remover. Like, that was not the point. It was just to remove the light layer, a very light layer of the of the light swirls and scratches that are in there and protect it at the same time. So in that case, it's absolutely fine that there's still a bunch of swirls and scratches because that was the point of the job. It's not to remove the heavy ones. It wasn't heavy defect removal. It was just to remove the light 
uh, the light swords and scratches on the paint. Okay, so on the other end, if you do say, hey, like we can remove, um, you know, 85% of the swords and scratches, it's going to take 14 hours, it's going to be $800. Well, if that's the case, then with that one, you can, you're going to spend more time on every panel, making sure that you're able to reduce as many of the swords and scratches of the defects until you get to the 80, 80 ish, 85% uh, defect removal, and then you move on. And on that one, only a few swords and scratches will be left throughout the paint, not like the all in one where there's plenty of swords and scratches left in the paint. So it's gonna come down to clarity and communication with your customers on what the end result is going to be when you're working on their vehicle. Because if you don't have that, if you don't have clarity, on what the end result is, you will chase down every other little imperfection um, that's on the vehicle because you think if you don't remove that one, the customer is not going to be happy and that whole cascading effect is going to happen. So communicate, clarify what exactly is going to be the end result with the service. That is literally all you have to do. And at the same time, just through experience, just through repetition, you also have to get into the mindset, into the habit of saying, okay, this is what we were agreed upon. Yes, I could do the extra step to remove that, but that's not what we agreed on. That's not what I'm going to get paid on. Even if I do do this, it's not going to impact the overall result of the vehicle. So I'll just leave it at that. It, because it is like once, you know, you're detailing all the vehicles or, or you want to detail and you know, you're trying to do the best you can. So you would try to, you know, you would try to chase every little scratch, swirl scratch and, and imperfection in the paint or in the interior. And you can easily fall into that mindset. So in the beginning phases, it's going to be real hard. Like you'll make that mistake. It's okay. Like I'm telling you, you're going to, you're going to spend too much time on the customer's vehicle. Like you're going to do too many things to try to make the vehicle look good. It's going to happen and it's okay. You will get better as you go along. So don't, don't freak out and be like, oh my God, like I spent an extra three hours. It was supposed to be four hours and I took seven hours. I took eight hours. It's okay. You're just getting started. You got to get those repetitions. You got to get the experience in order to really understand where what it is you're doing, when to stop, when to keep on going, when to add a bit more uh, time and energy into the, into the service. So with time, you'll get better. Don't you worry about that portion. So Second question here is, I'm working a 40-hour week at a car dealership getting paid peanuts and underappreciated. Of course, most places do that. Uh, I'm looking at taking my side detailing business, mostly on mostly Saturday work, to the next level. Would like to hear some advice and pointers you may have. Okay, so 40-hour work week, not getting paid much, underappreciated, and you want to take your Saturday side gig, right? You're, you're primarily working on Saturdays and go more full-time with it. Um... Number one is don't leave your job. Don't quit your job. Um, I'm looking at my levels over there. We're good. Uh, don't quit your job. Don't leave your job. Don't uh, just, you know, just don't, you, you can't expect to live off of or make enough money with your side business to continue the lifestyle that you have, even that you are getting paid peanuts at your work, it is still a more sustainable option to be there at the dealership working 40 hours a week versus going on your own and um, doing your own thing. Now, I don't know your life. I don't know how much money you need on a day, on a monthly basis to sustain your lifestyle and your bills and your expenses and all that. Like that's that's 100% dependent on you, right? Like if you live with your, with your parents, your car is paid off or you don't have a car note and the only thing you pay for is a phone bill, 
you have way more flexibility and you're able to take more of a quote unquote risk than someone that has two kids and a wife and they have a mortgage, right? Like those are two completely different scenarios that are just never going to be anywhere alike in terms of what you can and can't do. So you have to audit yourself and be like, well, okay, you know, how much money do I need on on a monthly basis? What if everything goes wrong and I don't make any money with my detailing business in the next four to six months, which is very possible, um, you know, like you have to see like what you're able to, you know, give and take based on the scenario that you want to run, right? Like if you do, if you want to quit your job right now, like let's say you want to quit your job right now, if you only have, if you're only paying for a phone bill and you're living with your parents, I mean, you know, you just go find another job that if things work out, if things don't work out, but you know, nine out of 10 times, I'm going to say, don't quit your job. Um, if anything, like reduce your hours if you can, or go find another part-time job. That's like 30, like 25, 30 hours a week that could pay less. Um, that could pay the same as you are now or more. And that frees up time an extra 10 hours to go do things that you want to do for your business. Like when you want to start your business, you don't need to have 60 hours to invest to grow your business. Like that's not how it works. Even if you quit your job right now and I give you $5,000 to go start your business, it's still going to take about two, three, four, five months for you to see any traction because you don't know what you're doing. Even with the resources, even with the time that you have, it's still going to take a while to you for you to see any type of move in your business. So if you're thinking about like, I'm going to just quit my job right now because I'm really motivated to spend more time on my business. Nine out of ten times, nothing's gonna happen in your business. If you spend all your time on it and you have money, it's nothing. Nothing's gonna happen because you don't know what you're doing. So, what I would suggest is you either reduce your hours at your current job, you go find a part-time job at reduced hours to free up more time to work on your business, and just you know try to book in more customers. That's really it. Like you have. To, you have to focus on the marketing side, on the business side to get more customers. I'm telling you, like you've you've probably already met the threshold on how good of a detailer you have to be in order to satisfy your customers' needs. Once you get there, like getting better and better only gives you marginal um, improvements in your business and the results for your customers. So if you do want to go and make more money on your own, you need more customers. That's that's basically it. like it doesn't get any crazier than that. You just need more customers. So whatever you, whatever you have to do to do that, which I have plenty of other podcast episodes on that specific subject, you have to do that. Okay, so number three is how to charge for different size vehicles like vans, SUVs, trucks for both in and out services. Okay, so with this one, again going back to the first question, you're gonna make, you're gonna make mistakes. There's no way that you're never not going to make a mistake when you're pricing an interior or, or a vehicle, I should say. Um, it's going to come with experience. It's going to come with repetition. It's going to come with actually going out there and doing the work because what happens a lot is in your head, you have an assumption of, okay, let's, let's just say an SUV, right? You have an assumption of how long that SUV should take, right? You're like, well, it's only four wheels and, you know, it's flat surfaces and yeah, it's big, but it should be pretty easy. So you think just a wash, you're going to be like, well, it's only going to take me about like 25 minutes, right? Let's say like you're just getting started. You don't, you don't know much. You don't have much experience. And, um, you're thinking like, oh, it's going to take about 25 minutes and you get there and this is just for a wash. You get there and it takes you two and a half hours to do that wash. Okay. That's going to happen quite often because you don't have a baseline to reference when you're working on all these different types of vehicles, right? You need one or two SUVs to to understand, okay, this is how long it really takes me. 
you need a few vehicles to see how long an interior takes you, how long a, you know, cleaning a bed takes you, cleaning a camper takes you, cleaning a media media set of tires, cleaning, uh, you know, like you need all these baselines to really understand what you need to know to get a better understanding of pricing these services. So number one for sure is you're going to make mistakes and it's okay. Like if you underquote one service, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be the end of of your business. It's not that you're a bad detailer. It's not that you can't make this happen. It's just you made a mistake. We make plenty of mistakes every day here in our operations. So don't get, don't sweat that you didn't, you weren't able to make whatever your $25 an hour when this is like your third car that you're quoting, okay? Two is, as you go along with vehicles, you want to be able to improve just a little bit. That's it. Like, you don't, you're never, in your business, every day, you're never going for a grand slam. You're never trying to hit a home run. All you're trying to do is get on base. That's all you're trying to do. All you want to do is go from first to second to third. You're not trying to do, you're not trying to steal a base. You're not trying to, you know, like, you're not doing anything crazy. All you want to do is get on first base. That's all you want to do. That is a primary goal. And every day that you that you work on your business is just to get to first base. So when you get a new vehicle that you're going to quote, when you get a, an, a service that you haven't done or you're getting another service that the last time you did you, you service that you performed, uh, you took way too long. OK, you only want to get just a little bit better. Right. If you or if you took, um, you know, six hours instead of the four hours that you thought you're going to take. Well, next time, take five hours instead of six hours. It's not four hours, but it's better than six hours. You see what I'm saying? So it's always just making little improvements in your day, in your operations, in what you do in order to get your the, the results that you actually want. You're never going to just go from, I don't know what I'm doing. I suck. This is terrible to, I know what I'm doing. This is the best. I know exactly what I'm doing. There is this big gray area that you're going to have to go through to get to the point that you want to be. So don't over, don't stress yourself out of like, oh my God, like I, I keep on underquoting. I keep on whatever, making this mistake. It's going to happen. What was the question? I'm just going on a rant now. Okay. Yeah. So charging for different services. Um, so, and, and this is based on how you price your services, but like for us, like on an, in, like on a full interior cleaning, that's when we clean everything to the best condition possible, right? Like the seats, carpet, floor mats, all the plastic, leather, everything is cleaned out. Uh, with our services, like we only have one or two interior services, right? A full interior cleaning and a mini interior detail. We don't break down the pricing of like, okay, well, for uh, shampooing the seats, it's one price. For leather seats, it's another price. For the uh, floor mats, that's another price. For all the plastic, that's another price. No, we just gave one full price of whatever service that we're doing. And that goes for anything. Paint correction, engine cleaning, wash and wax, full interior cleaning, mini interior detail, um, odor removal, whatever the case may be. It's just one whole pricing. We don't break things down. That makes things a lot more complicated when you're like, well, okay, so the prep process should be about 200. The correction part should be about 600. The, um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So for us, we just have very few services. All those services usually just entail like mostly everything, like mostly not mostly, and tells everything that we need to do, and we just give one full pricing. Um, we'll give either a price. I, I covered this in the last episode, I think. 
a price range. Yeah, just listen to the last one. On yeah, listen to the last one in terms of how we quote versus price range versus a specific price point and how we do all that jazz. Um, but yeah, we keep things very, 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 very simple. We don't overcomplicate anything. Not only is it a benefit for us to keep things simple, but also for the customers, it makes things super simple. That's why we do, for the most part, price points, not price ranges. Um, it just It's so much more simpler for the customer, which in return makes it easier for us to communicate to the customer. Okay, uh, number four. Um, can you make a video on how you started your website and or what app you use to book appointments? Uh, yeah, so I've been using WordPress for the last um, for the last 10, 10 years now, I believe. So I am very, very, very familiar with WordPress. It is like second nature to me to do WordPress. I've created many, many websites with, not for me, but for, like for other businesses when I used to work at marketing agencies and such. Um, so I'm very, 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 very familiar with WordPress. Um, but, and that was way before like all these other platforms were there. Um, but if you're, if you're looking to start your website and I suggest you make a website because you need a website, um, I would suggest like something like Squarespace or, um, or Wix, uh, just because I think those are actually friendlier to use than like WordPress. There's a lot more things you have to learn on your own that Squarespace and Wix can do a little bit better. Uh, but again, I would never use Squarespace just because I am so well-versed in WordPress. Like I wouldn't, I would never step away from Word, WordPress. Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't say never, but for the most part, I wouldn't step away from WordPress because that's just, that's just what I know. Like if I, if I, if you put me in Squarespace, I'm not going to know what to do on anything. Like I'll be so lost because I don't know where to click. I don't know what's this. I don't know what's that. Like I'll be like YouTubing and, Go- and Googling a lot of things. So, you know, like where you spend most of your time is where you get better at. So, but you, like you don't need, creating a website is not simple. I mean, Creating a website is dead simple. Like there is nothing crazy, like surprising out of this world, you know, that you need in order to create a website. Like it's, there's no coding, there's no design, there's no this, there's no that. Like you can create a website within two days. Like it, it, it should not take that long. And again, I'm saying this because I have so much experience creating other websites and doing all the other things that it's easy for me to say that, but like a website in itself, like just creating a website and publishing it and making making it go live, doesn't take that long at all. Now, you know, even like for us, it's super basic. Like it's just services, photos and photo and, uh, and copy. Like that is literally, it. we're not trying to have like a PayPal level website here with that's doing super crazy things or doing this crazy animation or doing that. Like it's super simple. It's photos, copy and, uh, that's it. Photos, copy. That's it. Yeah. And then like you do the, all the other things like your, your, your head, your, you know, bolding, linking, uh, moving things around like Squarespace, Wix, do those things super easy for you. It's like drag and drop type stuff. So it's, it's very basic. Now in terms of booking appointments, um, there, we don't use a software for that. Uh, everyone, all of our customers come through us via, via, you know, like as far as talking to us via, email, text message, phone calls, um, what have you, um, because like we still need to talk to the customer to make sure everything's on point. We've looked at like, can we schedule online? And man, like there's just, there's no software at all that comes anywhere close to how I'd want the scheduling process to be. Like, you know, there's Acuity, there's Squarespace, there's whatever other, you know, option out there. And they just fall so short on how I would want to execute a, a booking appointments online. Even with Jobber, they have a, a, uh, a client hub that allows them to, to request 
um, services online. And I'm just, I'm not like, I'm not happy with any of them. Like I, none of them would, all of them would be more headaches than anything. Um, the main reason why, and like if you, like for detailers, if you've seen some, like a detailer try to schedule, have an online scheduler, typically what happens is like they'll have like 20 plus different services on the scheduling page because like you have to do like a, a wash for a sedan, a wash for SUV, a wash for a truck. And like it just, it, I like I personally am not a fan of the process and I wouldn't want to put that on the customers, which is why we haven't done that. If at some point there is a software that I'm like, okay, this is exactly how I would actually want to execute it on, I would be more inclined to do it. But right now, based on all the software that I've seen, it's real like not ideal for the customer or for us. So I'd just rather not go into. Uh, yeah, I just, it just, I would rather not do that. Uh, number five, should you hire someone to do the marketing for you or learn it yourself? Um, yeah, no, this one, like you know, what's important in your detailing business, right? What What are the key things that will continue to grow your business month after month, year after year? Um, is it that you know how to clean tires? Is it that you know how to polish vehicles? Is it that you know how to hire employees? Is it that you know how to get customers, right? Um, you're going to have to prioritize things in your business from day one. Let me take a sip of water. You're going to have to learn how to, um, how to prioritize things from day one. And some things are going to be much more important than others. So when it comes to growing your business, when it comes to making money, when it comes to uh, doing the things you want to achieve with your business, marketing is going to be the number one thing or at least top two in that list of priorities. And if you want to hire that off to someone else, then you're basically just saying, hey, I will pay you to grow my business, right? But once you stop paying, what happens to your business? It's not going to continue to grow. Okay, like growth is like you have to continue to push for growth. If you're paying for someone to do the pushing for you, and once you stop paying them, the pushing stops, and then the growth stops. So if you want to, not even if you want to, having the skill sets of marketing, you having that skill is invaluable. It is priceless for your business, right? Like Facebook ads, Instagram, SEO, whatever the case may be, you having that skill set is priceless in your business so what i recommend you hire someone only when you're at the point where you already have one marketing uh channel in place because of your efforts so let's say instagram whatever instagram facebook ads google ads seo right you already have one channel in place because of your hard work right like you understand the marketing you know what you're doing you've executed you've, you've got the results and because you have enough work because you're already on the growth path you get you have the funds and the resources to hire an, a, a third party to, let's say, run Facebook ads, and then you just focus on the other part of your business. So in that regard, yes, like if you are actually growing, if you have the funds, if you know business, if you know the marketing, and now you just want to give it off to someone else because your plate is just too too busy with how much other things you have going on because your business is growing, yes, I would hire that off to someone else. But if you're just getting started and you don't have... Um, and you don't have any customers, like I would not say go hire someone. Now, on the flip side, I would say like if you have a full-time job and you have enough income to where you can set aside for your business and in that one you're like, hmm, I want to keep my day job. Um, I want to have someone, you know, do the marketing for me because I have the funds. That's also a scenario where I might say, yeah, that, that makes sense too. 
Again, I, I would still 100% recommend that you understand everything of the marketing side. But if you have like, you know, let's say you're like you have disposable income every month to invest into your business, like, you know, you actually have money to invest into your business and you can actually hire someone to run Facebook ads or Google ads or or do something, whatever the case may be. And like, yeah, that in that regard, also, it would make sense. But I'd say for the most of us, it is you learning what to do and keeping that skill set moving forward for the rest of your business career and life. Okay, uh, let's see here. Um, number six is how far are, um, yeah, uh, this should be the last question. How far are you willing to travel for a detail? So we don't char- we don't charge a mobile fee, right? Like if you're if you're 50 miles away, you know it's going to be whatever. Uh, I don't even know how the how the charging rates go for mobile fees. Um, you know it's 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 two dollars per mile, and they're 50 miles. You know, like we we don't do any of that. I I don't I don't even know how it is. Like, is it per gas? Is it per mile? I don't know. We don't do that. Why? Because let's just I don't know. Let's just say a a flat rate. Let's say the further you go, the higher the travel fee would be. Right. So the mobile fee would be. So if you're a hundred miles away, let's say it'll be a hundred bucks, right? If they're fifty miles away, it's fifty dollars, right? I don't, I don't know. I'm keeping things simple, right? So let's say someone hires us for a base, a, 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 a just a, a basic wash, right? They just want the car washed, but they're fifty fifty miles away, and we're like, hey, we could do the wash, but there's a fifty dollar mobile fee to go that far, and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll pay it. Is it worth to drive fifty miles? to go do a $50 car wash and get a $50 mobile fee? Like, is it worth doing that? No. So the way we do it is we, the further we drive out, the bigger the ticket item has to be. So if we are, I mean, we've never, maybe once or twice we've driven 50 miles. Um, but let's say we're going to drive 50 miles, right? That ticket price has to be probably over $500, right? If they're 30 miles away, uh, you know, it has to be over 240. If they're 20 miles away, it just it has to be, you know, 180. If they're 10 miles away, $50. You know, so the further we travel, the higher the ticket item has to be. If it's 100 miles, you know, it has to be probably over, you know, 7,000. I don't know. I'm just making numbers up, guys. But yeah, so the further we travel, the more the ticket price has to be. Um, because it just it just doesn't make sense to charge a mobile fee for a small service, right? Like that's why we like we 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 don't do engine cleanings anymore as a standalone service. They ha- it has to be paired with another service because it just doesn't make sense. It's not worth it to drive out however far, ten miles or twenty miles with a mobile fee to just do an engine cleaning. So it has to be paired up with another service just to make it worth our time. And again, like we got to this point for so long, like we would just do standalone engine cleanings, uh, but now we just we just don't do it because it's it's not worth it. Um, so I, I would suggest that route. The further you go, the higher the ticket item has to be. We don't charge a mobile fee. So I think I'll end it right here. Um, again, this Friday, yeah, this Friday, January fifteenth, I'll open up enrollment into detailing as a business. I'll give you more information. Make sure you're either on the email list or follow me, following me on Instagram for more updates on that. Again, if you want your questions answered, send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email, leave a comment somewhere, and if it's a good question. I'll take it. I'll queue it up at some point or I'll queue it up. And then at some point I'll respond, make a response, whether it's an Instagram story, Instagram post, a YouTube video on detail groove or somewhere in this podcast. Many ways that I can answer it. So just send me that, uh, that question and hopefully I will get to it at some points. 
I will talk to you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.